Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Lockwood, and on the surface, I teach you how to declutter your home so you can focus on what matters most to you as a mom, which I'm guessing isn't those laundry mountains, dishes stacked to the sky, and the tornadoes you clean up all day. My hope for this podcast is so much more than teaching you to declutter. I record all of my episodes live and in real time so that you can have the experience of a mom friend who gets you and is there for you. My audio isn't perfect, my kids might interrupt us, but the conversations we have are real, impactful, and proof that there are other moms like you that decluttering has worked for. If you want to join me and thousands of other moms for live episodes, go find us on Instagram and Facebook. 
Just search Motherhood Simplified and we'll welcome you with open arms. See you soon. So welcome to the episode today, Hey Jana, where we are talking about time, um, because like I said, I like to ask you guys here in the group and in my emails and on Instagram, like, what do you need help with so that I can make content, videos, podcasts, posts, whatever you guys need to help you with your situation. And yesterday when I asked you guys that, I would say like half of the answers were centered around not having enough time in some shape or form. Okay, and there was, it, it, you guys say it in a lot of different ways. Sometimes you say it in the form of like, I have too many demands like from my kids. Um, I am overwhelmed. Hey, Kaylee, I am overwhelmed. I don't know where to start. We just started Kaylee, so made it. Um, I don't know where to start. I have too many places to go, you know, like work and sports and, kids things and appointments. Um, another one that you guys say is like, I, I won't be able to finish it when I start it. So I just never start. Um, I haven't found the time because I have insert blank. I have OCD. I have anxiety. I have a job. I have whatever it is. Hey, Angela. So it, when you guys talk about time, you don't always say, I don't have enough time. You say things like, have all of these other things. And I want to help you guys kind of get to the root of those other things that came up a lot yesterday. Um, so that you can recognize them for what they are. You can kind of break them down and then I'll give you some steps to actually like practically create time for getting these things that you want to get done, done. Um, yay. Angela's here and Sarah. Okay. So when we talk about time, don't be offended. Don't be offended by these things that I'm going to say, okay? Because we all have done it. We've all been here. We've all said it. But um, the truth is, it's not that you don't have enough time. The truth is you just don't use your time to your advantage, okay? We have heard it before, and it's a really annoying thing to hear because we're always like, well, you don't live my life. You don't know. You don't have my XYZ circumstances. You don't have my XYZ life, okay? Right. But honestly, hey, Tashka and Emily and Lauren, honestly, guys, like the problem is not that you don't have enough time. The problem isn't that you have too many, well, maybe the problem is that you have too many things to do. We'll talk about that too. But it's just that you're not using your time to your advantage and you are being the victim basically to your time. Hey, Tashka, you are choosing to be victim to your time. You're choosing to be like, my time tells me what I can and cannot get done. Um, Instead of being like, no, like, <laughs> I, this is my time and I'm going to do with it what I want to do. Okay. Um, so Janelle says, instead of wasting my time during Silas's nap today, I'm up listening to you and getting stuff done. Perfect. Exactly. And it's finding those little pockets of like, can I get something done or should I be wasting my time doing nothing? Hey, Matt, or not Matt, Leah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Hi. Um, okay. So. On that note, I do want to tell you guys to just know what season you're in. Um, I can't remember the name of the mom. I hope she's on here. But she has three kids under three. And I remember her making a post in here 
She had just had her third baby, three kids under three. Okay. You guys know how exhausting and draining that is physically on your body, just mentally and emotionally, just like you're basically in survival mode by default. And she was talking about like, I've got to get this done. I got to get this done. I got to get this done. And then everybody chimed in of like, um, no, like you have a four week or whatever, however old the baby was fresh baby, four week old baby. No, like, don't worry about this right now. Like right now, focus on the baby. Okay. You have a, a one, a two-year-old and a baby. Like this is not the season to be pushing yourself through decluttering. Okay. So know your season. Okay. I, we have four kids. Okay. There are some seasons where it's just not going to happen as quickly or as, you know, intensely as you would like. That's okay. But don't think that your entire season of motherhood is that kind of a season. Okay. Your entire season of motherhood is not a I don't have time for that. I really need to rest. I'm taking care of these high need, high demand type situations. Okay. There are short lived seasons of like having a new baby (laughs) or being pregnant or being in that postpartum phase. And you need to understand that sometimes you just have to give yourself a break, but that's not for 18 years of their life. Okay. It's a tiny little window and it comes and it goes. And even with my older kids, sometimes like There are some days where my nine, almost 10 year old daughter is like, I just want to stay home from school and hang out with you. And I will do that with her because that's important. And it's not like a newborn where, you know, I'm in the house for three months straight taking care of their physical needs. But sometimes even my big kids get into that phase of like, they just need mom or they just need dad. And that's okay. So your entire season of motherhood is not a season of, I can't get anything done. I'm too bogged down and too burdened. Um, so be really honest with yourself about what season you're in. Okay. And if you need help figuring out, like, am I giving myself an easy way out or am I in a real season of, I need to slow down, go ahead and post in the group or send me a message because we can help you figure it out. Okay. Um, Kaylee's, oops, sorry. I just blocked the video on the podcast. Um, one thing I had to figure out is that two minutes, five minutes, two hours, it's all time. Decluttering takes time, but here and there it adds up. Time is time. I love that. That's a really good way of saying it. And um, we're going to talk about kind of some like the same idea, um, like identifying your time holes, your time sucks, your time leaks, where they are, because five or 10 minutes here and there adds up, whether it's five or 10 minutes spent doing something productive or five or 10 minutes spent or wasted, <laughs> right? Um, so it does add up in time. That's really simple. Like time is time. Um, Sarah says, it's also so easy to get that massive amount gone and relief from purging the major stuff and finding free time. So you want to do fun stuff instead of finish purging. Yes. And there's also seasons of purging, right? And Sarah, like, I, like I can recognize the season that you're in because I, you've had this group open for a year now and it's like everybody, not everybody, but so many people, most of you, I would say, even Kaylee who's here, Lindsay Camp. Um, like Danielle, Greg, they jump in, they do a challenge or a challenge or two, or they get into a course and they do that course and they're like on fire and they're like, boom, got so much done. I'm feeling great. Like decluttering is the best thing in my life. They're like on this high. And then they get to that point where like you get that relief and you're like, okay, like 
life is easy. And then you slow down and then you enjoy it for a little bit. And then you're kind of like, okay, like there's more for me to do, but what and how, and basically you feel like you're starting over, but it's different because it's harder. <laughs> so Sarah, there's like seasons of purging too. I don't know if that made any sense. So hey, Nicole and Leslie and Brianna. Hey. Oh, thank you for the tan, California. I love it so much. I love it here so much. Okay. I know that I say that all the time, but seriously, like I love it here so much. Um, so know your season, know your season of motherhood, know your season of purging. Um, be mindful of that and just, yeah, it's harder. It's much more tedious. Yeah. It's like being in transition and labor. Like the first part is easy, right? It's not easy, but you know, it's easier, less demanding on your body. You're making huge progress, like the bulk of your labor progress. And then you hit transition and it's really freaking hard and it really freaking sucks. <laughs> Right. Um, anyway, I like that. I love that like comparison to labor because it's so true. It's so true about your purging. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So know your season. The next thing that you need to know about your time is identifying your holes, your holes in your time. How are you spending your time? And this is where you have to be really honest with yourself. Like literally, how are you spending your time? Um, because like I said, it's not that you don't have enough time. It's that you're not using it to your advantage, which you can and you should, and you have that right to use time to your advantage. Um, so when I say identify your time holes, I mean things like, and this is a sensitive one where you need to know your season, but things like sleeping in, like waiting until the last minute to wake up, then being rushed, then feeling frantic and chaotic and setting the tone of your day is just hurried and chaotic and not fun and not enjoyable. Or could you wake up a 30 minutes earlier, get some purging done, get your coffee, feel good, feel like you got something done and then carry on with your day. Or maybe at night, instead of chilling on the couch, drinking a bottle of wine, just speaking from experience, you could be doing something productive and then have your glass of wine, right? Like you could spend 30 minutes purging after everybody's gone to bed. And um, I know that's not necessarily what people want to do, but you have to decide like, do I want to spend 30 minutes doing this so that I can finally have relief in my home, in my life? Or do I want to spend 30 minutes getting a buzz. Like, what do you want to do? Honestly, <laughs> like that's the, those are the questions that you have to ask yourself. Or like if it's during nap time, like nap time is one of my most productive times of day. And it's when I put Kaylee down, come here, go live with you. I create blogs. I network with people. I send emails. I build courses and I do all those things in this Little window, okay, my older kids would sleep for like two or three hours during their nap time. If I'm lucky, Kaylee sleeps an hour, okay? So I'm like rushed in this time, like trying to get as much done as possible, but it's because I wanna build this, I want to do this. And choosing to do this instead of choosing to scroll Facebook or watch Netflix or whatever is important to me. Um, so not saying that you have to do a blog on during your nap time, but getting some purging done during your nap time instead of just numbing out or, and I think 
that's a, a lot of times what we are doing with like Facebook or Instagram or Netflix or whatever your vice is. Um, but identifying those holes, okay? And one step further into like identifying your holes, like where your time is getting away from you, like figuring out where you could be taking advantage of time, but you're not. So things like maybe there's a break in your night, like after dinner, but before bedtime where everybody's fed, everybody's pretty happy. You know, you've got things under control. You've got like 20 to 30 minutes where you could get something done like with or without the kids. And um, maybe you don't take advantage of that. Maybe instead of taking advantage of that time, you're choosing to sit down on the couch and watch TV or whatever it is. Okay. Um, so identifying your time holes and then I, you know, where it's actually getting away from you and then identifying your missed opportunities that you could be taking advantage of. Um, I hate the struggle of bedtime with my kids. They win a lot more than I maintain the routine, which means I voluntarily give up time to do things for me. This is where I let time go most often. Yeah. And it could be a season. It could be a matter of just needing to figure out a different solution. Um, hey, Sabrina, I tried to invite you, but it wouldn't let me. And I don't know why, but I'm glad that you made it here. Um, so one of the things, Leslie, on that topic about like routines and bedtimes and like mealtimes, especially for us is really hard that I love about my husband is that he's so solution oriented and he will literally, he has taught me to sit down and like brainstorm ways that we're going to fix the things that aren't working because he's very, I love it about him. He's very much like, <laughs> if this isn't working, we're going to fix it. Yeah. It, um, I, it wouldn't let, like when I searched your name, it wouldn't let me find you. I don't know why. Um, so an example of that was like the frustration and downright anger that I was having over making dinner. Um, and I made a post about or a video about it last week, but like, I was like, every, I dreaded dinner. Like every time dinner came up, I was like dreading it. I was like, I'm going to pull out food. I'm going to make food. Everybody's going to complain going to be miserable. Nobody's going to eat it. And then everybody's going to be like peanut butter and jelly after I made a whole entire meal for everybody. And it was super frustrating. So he's like, we're like, the only other choice is to do something totally different or carry on and continue to hate your life. <laughs> and so we figured out a solution. So I don't know what the solution for your bedtime would be, but it sounds like a source of frustration. And it, as my husband would say, like your only other choice is to continue on and be miserable doing the same things you've been doing or find something completely different to switch it up. So anyway, side note, <laughs> hey Claire. Um, okay, so we talked about time holes and finding opportunities to get any little bit of time in that you can, but I also wanna let you guys know kind of along the lines of what Kaylee said is like, don't underestimate the power of like, five, 10, 15 minutes. Okay. You can get a lot done in five, 10, 15. If you're lucky and get up to 30 minutes of focused time, like you can get a whole lot done, like so much done. Um, but we think that we need to have like three hours blocked off to get anything done. And that's just not true. Like time is time. Progress is progress. It adds up over time and it's either going to add up in your favor you know, by intentionally saying like, I have five minutes, I'm going to do this or 10 minutes, I'm going to do this. 
it will add up in your favor if you continue to say, I have 10 minutes, I'm going to do this, but it will also add up against you if you're like, okay, like I can't get anything done in 10 minutes, so I'm not going to take advantage of this 10 minutes. Does that make sense? Um, so make your time work for you, make it work for your advantage and stop telling yourself things like 10 minutes is nothing. You know, I can't, I can't get it done start to finish. I'm not going to do it at all, which leads me to the next thing that I want to talk to you guys about. Hey, Jessica, um, is your perfectionism. Okay. So I am no stranger to perfectionism. I am definitely not, I wouldn't say I'm a perfectionist anymore. Definitely not anymore. Definitely super type B now. <laughs> but um, I used to be a super perfectionist of like, if I can't do it, I'm not even going to try, right? If I can't do it right the first time, why even bother? If this isn't going to work out immediately in my favor, perfectly start to finish, like not even going to attempt it. So when you cling to those types of perfectionism, saying things like, I know I can't finish it, so I'm not even going to start, you're, that's the biggest form of self-sabotage. Okay, you're literally sabotaging yourself by choosing to not even start. And it's so, I don't, I don't know how to say this in a way that doesn't sound horrible, but it's so crazy to me to be like, oh, I can't get it finished in a day, so I'm just, I'm never going to do it. And then instead of actually making improvements and working toward that good thing that you want, you're like, I'm just going to sit here and do nothing because if I can't do it all perfectly right away, I just will not do it at all. And it just, it makes no sense at all. Jessica says, I have a perfectionist problem. I think we all do in some way. Um, and then, but you can get over it. Like, <laughs> um, you're tan. I'm moving in. Yes. Come live with me. We have, we have enough room for you and your kids, but probably not your husband. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Bring everybody. Um, so it's so crazy to me to just be like, well, I can't finish it. So I'm not going to start, you know, I can't finish it right away. So I'm going to continue on miserable. Okay. And I'm assuming that if you're listening to this podcast, you know, however many min minutes we're in, like 20 minutes in, you're not happy with the amount of clutter that you have. You're not satisfied in your cluttered home. Um, so you probably aren't very happy. I'm not going to say that you're miserable and you're like doom and gloom and I hate everything, but some part of you isn't happy about it. Um, so some part of you needs to be bigger and be like, I'm going to start. I'm going to do anything. It's going to be worse before it gets better. I have a whole video about that, about how starting this process does kind of unravel a lot of things. It makes a mess at first. It does feel like chaos at first, but the payoff is so big. Um, so don't let perfectionism stand in your way. Okay. It's just crazy. It's just crazy. You're, we are moms. Okay. The thing about moms having to find time to do this, whether you have one kid or 10 kids or Jessica, nine kids, um, is that we have to figure out how to do it with our time stretched in a lot of different ways. And I made a post kind of, I, I mentioned it this morning, like I remember not having any kids 
and always like being busy and like having a reason that I couldn't get to the gym or a reason that I couldn't like do things, whatever those things were. And I always look back, like, what was my problem? Like, I, I didn't have anything. Like I wasn't like juggling anything. I wasn't juggling like multiple kids, wasn't trying to be pregnant and exhausted. I wasn't breastfeeding a baby 24 seven. I wasn't chained to my bed with a baby who would only sleep on my chest. Like what did I have to complain about? Um, so I mean, as moms, that's just a little note on like how much more difficult it is for us because we are juggling not only our life, not only our home, but like the lives of our kids, the lives of our kids' friends, the lives of our kids' sports, the lives of our spouses, the lives of our family dynamics, whatever that may be, okay? Because um, I don't know if some of you guys know, but like I have a stepson who lives in Alaska and we have to coordinate our life around that as well. Um, so anyway, realistically as a mom, you're just not gonna get huge blocks of time. So don't expect it to be like done in a day and, and you're done, okay? <laughs> I think everybody in here who's been in the arena, in the decluttering arena, arena getting it done knows that by now. Um, so also just know that you're not alone in that struggle. We're all there with you, all right? We're all just trying to figure it out. Um, okay, so this last little like, Thing about time, I don't know what, what you want to call it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I guess excuse or reason around your time. And this kind of goes along with like the decluttering your mind and letting go of your labels that we've talked about in other videos is saying things like, I, I can't find the time because I have ADD or ADHD or OCD or anxiety, or I have PBD, or I don't have time because those things take up all of my energy. So um, I get that. I've talked to you guys about my experience with it and how I've dealt with it. And one of the biggest things, and it's just a mindset shift, is stop telling myself that I can't do things because of that. Okay, I could easily have been like, you know, in the last, I had a baby, she's 18 months now. And I think it's pretty normal, like around the three month three month phase for me. Okay. Just I've had, I've birthed three of my own babies. So this is what's true for me. Like around week two, I usually just cry for no reason. Okay. There's like a big dip in hormones. Things are crazy with breastfeeding and having a baby. I just cry for no reason around month three, those like postpartum high feelings that I have go away and I start to feel a little bit more normal. And I'm a little bit like, Oh, like, here we are in real life now, you know, I'm out of that baby moon phase. That part's always a little bit hard. And then around like 15 months, I get to, and to this little dip in hormones again, which is usually when my kids like night wean and start like weaning from breastfeeding. And, um, I could easily say during those times, like, oh my God, my PVD is horrible. I can't do anything. But instead of saying that, I say things like, my feelings of, you know, disconnect there, you know, I'm having feelings of like being disconnected from my husband and my kids, but I know that that's not true. I know that I'm a good mom. I'm a present mom. I'm a present wife. This is a phase. This is, you know, my body balancing out. 
and I'm going to do what I can to take care of myself and make sure that I'm still getting things done instead of being like, oh, I have PPD, can't do anything at all. Like my life sucks. Um, and I don't want that to sound very harsh, but that's just my experience with it with all three of my kids. It's like, I choose to tell myself a different story. I choose not to be the victim to it. I choose to do what I can. I choose to reach out for help when I need it by scheduling things, delegating, asking for support. Um, and I don't, you know, it's not like I'm like, hello, Facebook world. Like I really need some support right now. It's like, Hey husband, like this is our third kid together. I'm at the 15 month mark where I start feeling pretty crappy and I need you to help me. <laughs> like I need you to help make dinners. Like I need you to play with the kids so that I can go be by myself for a little bit or whatever it is that I need. I ask for help. Um, and I don't let those types of labels control me. Okay. Because with my first kid, I definitely did. And I was like, Oh man, you know, this is just what happens. I guess I'm a lost cause. I guess I'm helpless. And I just don't want anybody to feel like that. Okay. Um, I know the reality of chemical and body imbalances, especially after babies. And I know that diagnoses make us feel certain ways, but I also know that the mind is really powerful. And if you tell yourself a different story and you don't attach yourself to those identities, it's so much easier to get out from under it. Um, that's my entire point. Okay. I don't want to come across as like I'm being insensitive to it because I get it, but I also get it in that you can empower yourself to make it easier. Instead of just being like, this is my situation. I guess I'm just going to sit here and be in it and stay stuck. Okay. Anyway, I got kind of off on a tangent. So I hope that was helpful. Um, I get those same feelings and I ask and delegate and I get through it. Yeah. And I think because I've had three kids, like it's easier for me to do that. Um, than like with my first one where I was like, Oh, I guess this is just what moms do. <laughs> right. I guess it's just what happens to moms. It's just our hormones. That's the way it goes. Um, yeah. So, and I've talked about this on other videos, if you want to go more in depth on it. Um, okay. So here are some practical ways to take ownership of your time, schedule it. Okay. Like literally write it down and schedule it, put it on a calendar. If you have a calendar, like write it in your note, like schedule it in your head. Just be like for this week, I'm waking up 30 minutes earlier and that's my time to get things done. Or this week during nap time, I am not watching Netflix. I am getting things done or whatever it is, schedule it. And maybe that means you have to coordinate with your spouse or coordinate with a babysitter or coordinate with your work or whatever. Like just do whatever you have to do to get it set in stone so that you can't, you can't fall out of that commitment. Okay. So number two, delegate. Okay. So you can delegate things to other people or you can delegate things to yourself. Um, I'm on my third as well. And same about my first. Yeah. I think you learn a lot, the more kids you have. Um, and I just wish somebody with my first, like I even remember like family members and my close friends being like, oh yeah, you'll get over it. And I was like, okay, <laughs> but no. So maybe a first time mom will hear this message at some point and be like, no, like this doesn't have to be something that I just get through. Like I can ask for help. Um, 
So, okay, when you delegate things, though, you can delegate it to yourself or to somebody else. So examples of like delegating, like, like I said, like I will tell my husband, like, this is what happens to me at this time of my postpartum phase. Like, I really need you to just step up and make dinner for me, right? Make dinner for the kids. It's just not a battle I want to fight. You go make dinner for them while I go take a shower or while I go outside or while I just play with the kids without having to worry about making dinner um, and then cleaning up dinner and those kinds of things. Normally, I don't mind, but when I do get in those phases of like, big hormone fluctuations. Like sometimes all I want to do is like pretend like I'm another one of his kids and just play with the kids while he makes dinner. So sometimes it's delegating it to somebody else. Sometimes it's delegating it to yourself. So an example of like what delegating to yourself would look like is like I delegated meal planning to me. I make sure that on Fridays I go get the food that we need for over the weekend and the next week so that I can go grocery shopping again on Friday. Like I delegate that to me. Maybe it's delegating a cleaning service. Maybe it's delegating a nanny, you know, to help you with the kids or a babysitter or lawn service or there's so many convenient things. Um, um, so many convenient things and ways to delegate things in your everyday life that really aren't that big of a deal, like grocery shopping, meal planning, food prep lawn service to other people. So it just frees up time for you to be able to do other things. Okay. I really recommend the app meal prep pro, by the way, it saved me so much time in meal prep, creating a shopping list, actually making the food. Like I've probably gained like three or four hours a week just by paying for that $5 a month app. Okay. Um, and when it comes to like making extra grocery trips because I forgot something or making the actual meal plan or making the shopping list. Like it saved me so much time. Um, so delegate your things. And then the last thing is just make it happen. Okay, guys, I don't like to ever um, just be like, well, you just got to do it, right? Like just figure it out some way and just do it. But when it comes to time, sometimes that is the most basic answer. Okay, if you're not in a crazy season of life, you know, if you're not dealing with all these extra things, sometimes it's just a matter of you being like, enough is enough. Like, I am so desperate that I just have to get this done. And I think sometimes it almost takes us getting to that breaking point of like total desperation before we make time for something that is important to us. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong, good or bad, but I think it's true for most people. Like, they won't. A lot of people won't take care of their physical health until they have, you know, a heart attack and then it scares them and then they take care of their physical health. Like sometimes, I mean, desperation is just what it is and we can use it to our advantage. So, <laughs> um, that is it. Let me go through and check. Oh, it's just, uh, Angela says, I'm not dealing with postpartum and I still make hubby do this stuff sometimes. Yeah. That's a really good point too, is that you don't always, it doesn't have to be like, oh, I'm dealing with. PPD. Oh, I'm dealing with anxiety. I'm going to ask for help. Like sometimes everything's fine. You're in a season where your kids are older and you're not dealing with hormone fluctuations or a cranky baby or a clingy baby. And you just need help. Like you don't have to have a big dramatic reason to ask for help. Um, groceries are delegated to the husband. And while he's out, it's my job to clean the pantry. 
including purging the bottom where all the junk and recycling collects. I love that. I can't take my heavy grocery shopping. He gets all junky crap and we'll spend $200 and we won't have any dinners. Jessica, that sounds like James. He's like, I got ketchup and Lucky Charms, which is why I'm so bitter about Lucky Charms. <laughs> okay. Okay, so that was it for time. I think tomorrow's live is going to be about um, adding things back in after you've decluttered because I feel like a lot of us are there where we've decluttered so much, but where you're like, I don't feel like I've arrived. I don't feel like I'm done. So I do want to talk to you guys about like the other side of things when we start adding things back in that we want and love and like to have. So that was it for the day. day. Take advantage of your time. I gotta go take advantage of my time finishing up this course that has taken me twice as long as I had wanted it to. There's a fun note about time. Like sometimes things just take you more time than you expected. So I'm going to go finish that up and then I'll let you guys know when it's ready <laughs> and I'll see you later. Bye. Hey friend, did you love this episode? If you did, I would love if you took a screenshot of it and shared it with somebody else. Okay. The whole point of this is to create a community of moms who get each other, who support each other, and who, when they find something that helps them, they share it with somebody. So I would love if you shared this podcast with somebody with maybe just a little note about how it helped you or how it inspired you so that it can help somebody else. I would also love it if you left me a review. Leaving a review lets me get better stats on the internet and blah, blah, blah. Basically, it helps me help more moms like you. I would so appreciate it. If you hated this episode, I'm sorry, but I'm also kind of impressed that you listened to it all and you're still listening. So still leave me a review, still share it <laughs> because I'm sure somebody can benefit from it. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, Head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.